0: I will preach a short message because of the time constraint and we can have more time to minister to you, to pray for you because the camp time is a time to be filled up again with the file of God, to be changed. So many people have the breakthroughs in the camp because we can focus on God. We don't have to worry about work, about things around. We just focus to meet the Lord. In this camp, we talk about being led by the Holy Spirit, or living a Spirit-led life. So this is important subject, very important subject that you should learn to know, to understand, and you should develop this lifestyle. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we can learn from your Word, Lord, in this camp and the days to come about how to be led by your Holy Spirit, Lord. We want to be spirit-led people, Father. We don't want to be led by our own flesh, our own reasonings. Therefore, Lord, train us, equip us, show us the way, Father. We thank you, Lord, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Definitely, this teaching will not be finished in this camp because I have altogether 10 lessons or so. And each lesson, I have to preach two times, which means there's going to be about 20 plus sermons throughout this year until the end of the year. We're going to learn in depth, in detail, how we can be led by the Spirit of God. I want to encourage many of you who still new in the things of the Spirit. Some of you may be struggling with the Baptism with the Holy Spirit. Some of you may wonder why other people get touched by the fire, but I don't. Actually, when my wife first heard about the baptism with the Holy Spirit in around 1985, 86, 87, she came from Catholic background. So it was very difficult for her to plug into the Holy Spirit because of the background of lacking understanding of the move of God. But Pastor da never blamed God, never get discouraged, never give up. She continued to press in and press in. And eventually one day, God has a lot of sense of humor. When she went to the Christian meeting, people lay hand on her, nothing happened. When she joined the church, lay hand on her, nothing happened. But she kept asking. You remember the Bible says, if you keep asking, knocking, and seeking, you shall find, you shall receive. So don't give up, keep asking God. And one day while she was driving in the car in Seattle area, she was praying to God and asking God to filter with the Holy Spirit in the car. And suddenly she was speaking in tongues in the car. No one lay hand on her. It just happened in the car like that. So we can see that We have to keep pressing in. And I want to encourage many of you who still don't know how to really get touched and filled with the Holy Spirit. One of the things you should do is to be diligent in listening to this kind of teaching. We have so many teaching series regarding the Holy Spirit, such as knowing the Holy Spirit, the file of God, or uh, the teaching about the anointing. So keep listening to build your faith. Jesus could not perform a lot of miracles in Nazareth, in the book of Mark. He was able to perform little miracle in that city. And the Bible said that because those people in that city did not honor him. And not only that, they did not have faith in him because he was growing up in that city. They looked at him like a boy growing up in that city. And then the end of the passage, the Bible say, Jesus went about around the city preaching the word of God. Why Jesus kept preaching in Nazareth? Because he realized that faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. So you need to be diligent in doing your homework. Listen to the teaching in the car. Listening to the teaching in your bathroom in the kitchen while you're cooking, building your faith until one day you got it and the faith rise up and you can get the infilling of the Holy Spirit. You can get the infilling of the fire of God and the miracles. If you study the Bible carefully, Jesus always preached the message for hours and hours before he lay hand on the sick and cast out demons because he wants to prepare the heart of people to receive the miracles by preaching the word of God and they can hear until their faith come to the point that they can see the miracles in their life. Faith is very important. So in this series of teaching, I pray that God will give us understanding and revelation, so that we can grow more spiritually to receive more and more from God so that we will not live just a natural life. A lot of people in the world live naturally only. But we as believers, we live supernaturally because we have the supernatural God who can help us to live in the supernatural way. A lot of people in the world, maybe 99% of people in the world, live in a natural way. They are led by reasoning, by their smartness or intellect. They are led by what people told them, they are led by people's opinion, by circumstances, by feelings, they are led by a lot of things in this natural world. But there is another kind of living that we can enter into, and that kind of living is much higher than the natural living that most people in the world are doing right now, and that is called spirit Let living. We are not guided by the smart idea, by someone else's opinion, but we are led by the divine Holy Spirit, by the divine greater one on the inside of us. He is with us all the time. So the Lord is preparing all of us. And one day we're going to go to heaven, one day we're going to have a place to heaven, how many people want to have a big mansion in heaven? We're going to go to heaven one day and that is our real home. That is our real place to live for eternity. But in the interim, we are living on earth here. Thank God while we are living on earth and we have not arrived our real home yet. God did not leave us on earth as an orphan. He gave us the helper. He gave us the counselor, the teacher, the guide, the powerful, mighty one on the inside of us. And His name is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the gift from heaven to all of us. And it's the most wonderful gift that we can have in our life. The Heavenly Father should be thanked by all of us because we don't need to live by our flesh anymore. We don't have to live by depending on our mind anymore. Or by other people, ideas. Or by our sight anymore. But we can be led inside us, of us by the Spirit of God all the time. Day and night. All the time. And the Holy Spirit is the one who can direct us, who can guide us lead us, empower us. He can quicken our body. He can give us life and power to do anything we need in this life. This is a good news. We don't need to do everything by ourselves. We have the helper along our side and inside us all the time. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. The Bible says that if we are sons and daughters of God, we have the right and the opportunity and the privilege to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen? But this is the truth. The Spirit of God never drives anybody. He never forced anybody to do anything. He is a gentleman. He has the job to lead us. And we have the job To follow. This is a big problem. Of humanity. He tried to lead us. But many of us don't want to follow. We want to do our own things. We have our own plans. We have our own idea. He want to guide us. But we just ignore him completely. We don't want to follow him. We never ask him. We never look to him. And we just run our own life. After this series of teaching. I pray that from now on. You will be the kind of disciples who are willing to be led by God, who are willing to follow His leading and His guidance. For me, I want God to smile at me. I want God to be happy with me. I want Him to think about me this way. Wow, this son, this guy is so easy to work with. He is not a difficult case. When he just blinks his eye a little bit, I follow. He doesn't have to yell at me 35 times before I say, oh, what, what God? He just check his head a little bit. I follow him. I will be easy to work with for him. He will trust me. He look at me and say, I like this guy. He always responds to my direction, to my leading. He will always respond right away. Psalm chapter 16, verse 7, the Bible says, I will bless the Lord, this is King James Version, who has given me counsel. My rains also instruct me in the night seasons. Many of you are Asian, you may not understand the word rains. Actually, in this scripture, it indicates internal spirit here. Your spirit is called rain inside Spiritually, it means reins, but naturally, reins are the thing that the person who rides on the horse hold on the hand the rein on the hand to control the horse. so spiritually is our heart, but naturally it is the string that you hold while you are riding the horse let 's look at another version psalm sixteen seven again I will bless the Lord who counseled me. He gives me wisdom in the night. He tells me what to do. I like that. God tells me what to do. God gives me wisdom even at nighttime before I go to bed. The book of Psalms here, talking about being guided by the spirit of the living God. When you think about the horse, there are different kinds of horses Some horses are easier to steer than the other horses. I want to be an easy horse to be steered or to be led by my master. And you need to train the horse to be listening to you. You keep training until that horse is a well-reined trained horse. When you ride on the well-reined trained horse you just pull a little bit on the bit of their face and their mouth, the bridle on their mouth. You pull a little bit and they will follow you. If you pull the right hand a little bit, that horse will go to the right. When you pull both hands, the horse stops because they know that this is to stop now. And you don't have to pull very hard. You Just a little bit like this, the horse will follow because that horse is a rain train is trained to follow the direction of the master. Many Christians are very rebellious, are very stubborn. They are not rain-trained horse. They are stubborn like the wild horse or the wild mule. When God says, go to the right, they say, what? When God says, stop, no. They never listen. Their rein, their heart is not trained to listen and to follow the master. So we need to be the kind of rein-trained horse. That just little pressure, we know right away, he doesn't have to yell at us. He doesn't have to send five prophets to talk to us. He doesn't have to give us ten dreams or vision. To do anything, maybe this is the reason why I rarely see the vision. Maybe this is the reason why I rarely dream, dream, or I rarely need to depend on the prophets. I'm not the type of seeking the prophet because all these years since I came to know Jesus Christ in 1980, I'm so easy to be pulled by God. When God say right, I go right. He knows that for Pastor Lau. I don't need prophet to tell me what to do. I don't need five dreams before I move. I just move easily. He said this, I do that. I follow him. I'm a well-trained horse of the Holy Spirit. Slight prompting, I will follow. Amen? I don't want to be stubborn. I don't want to argue with him. I don't want to be stubborn and wrestle with him about anything. He can tell me just very little, small voice in my heart. And I will follow right away. How many people want to be that kind of Christian? Well, rain, train, horse. Rain, train, horse. Amen? We need to learn how to yield to His guidance. And if you do that, believe me, you're going to end up in the wonderful place. Maybe some of you are single. And God wants to tell you to go to some place. And at that place, you find your spouse. Maybe God tells you to go to some place. You show up, you find a business connection. And then you can do better business. God wants to bring you to the wonderful place in your life. But what you need to do is to learn how to follow His leading. You need to do this every single day, day and night, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Follow the Holy Spirit. And if you follow Him, you're going to do the right thing 100% of the time. You're going to be at the right place at the right time. Meeting the right people 100% of the time. Because our God is the smart God. He's a God with all wisdom. He knows what is best for us. He's not a God of decrease. He's the God of increase. He's not a God of failure. But He's a God of success. So you should say yes, yes, yes to the Holy Spirit. Don't say no, no, no. Nai, 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 nai is German language. You don't say mai, mai, mai. You say ha, ha, ha. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. How you say in Indonesia? Yes. Ya, yeah, ya. Yeah. Okay, Yeah, look like a German language. German language, yes, it's yeah too as well. Okay, if we say, coming here, we go there. We just follow Him. My brother and sister, all of us have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And He wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. We must learn how to flow with Him. That's why the Bible compares the Holy Spirit as the wind. And He compares us... To the eagle. So he said that. Mount up your wings. And flow. Into the wind of God. And wherever the wind leads you. You just follow. The flow of the wind. That's how we should live. We should follow the wind of the Holy Spirit. Why should we do that? Because no one. In the world. No human being in the world has enough information, has enough understanding, knowledge, smart enough or have enough experience to be able to make the best decision for their life. I don't know everything. I may know how to perform surgery, but even during the surgery, I don't know everything. I remember one time I performed the operation on somebody's back, spine. And she got hurt on Friday before the surgery on Monday. And her condition in the back changed. Completely different from the MRI that I have on the x-ray box. While I was performing surgery, the Lord knows everything about everything. Pastor Lau knows only certain things. And I don't know everything. I have no information at that moment. But the Lord told me, don't stop there. Go up higher and you're going to see something. And I look at the MRI on the x-ray box. Nothing up there. Why you tell me to go up? And when I cut the bone up higher, I found a big piece of ruptured disc, this huge. And if I did not take it out that day because I followed the x-ray, the patient will wake up from surgery and still have a lot of pain and weakness in her foot. But because I took it out, she woke up pain-free. Because I was led by the Spirit of God who knows everything about everything. How can we make a good decision each day? How can we know everything? How can we make the right choice every day? Not only that, we don't know the future. I believe that when Pastor Dar met me, she did not know that this guy is gonna be a pastor. When you marry somebody, believe me, you do not know what's gonna to happen to that man 20 years from now. Is he gonna be a faithful man or he gonna be an unfaithful husband? Is he gonna be good to you or he's gonna be mean to you? You don't know. You don't know your wife gonna look like 20 years from now. Is she gonna be loving God or is she gonna be rebellious against God? You don't know the future. You don't have all the information. You don't have all the knowledge about the situation. But who knows the future? Who knows all the information? Who gets all the understanding? God. And He is living on the inside of you. He knows God is so merciful to me. He knows that I married the right woman to be a pastor wife. That's why that day when she walked by my house, even though I was not a believer, but God still prepared me to be a pastor in this church 30 years later. So when I opened my eyes and saw her walk by, I believe the Holy Spirit quickened my heart at that time. He is not in me, but He is with me because He knows that I was called before the creation of the world to be a pastor. And I look at home and say, Woo, woo, I need to marry this woman. He knows Who is the right woman for me? He knows about everything. He knows who is the right person for you to be a partner with in the business. He knows exactly which house you should buy, which church you should go to. Amen? Hallelujah. The Bible used many terms for the Holy Spirit. The spirit of burning, which we talk about the fire of God. The spirit of grace. The spirit of judgment the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, and the Spirit of wisdom. Let's look at John chapter 14, verses 16 to 17. I will end soon here because of the limited time. I will read from TLB first. And I ask the Father, and He will give you another comforter. In this scripture, called the Holy Spirit, comforter. And He will never leave you he is the Holy Spirit. The Spirit who leads into all truth. The world at large cannot receive him for it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you do, for he lives with you and someday shall be in you. The Lord Jesus was talking to the disciple. At that time the Holy Spirit was with them, but not in them yet. But one day, when he breathed the Holy Spirit in them, in John chapter 20, the Holy Spirit came in them. But today we already have the Holy Spirit in us. Look at New King James Version. And I will pray, the Father, he will give you another helper. This one called helper. Another translation called comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Everyone say forever. The Holy Spirit will be with you all the time until you die and forever in heaven. He will be with you. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. Wow. The Lord spoke these verses before He went to the cross and was resurrected, and before the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit is with Christians. The Holy Spirit is in Christians. Everyone who is born again has the Holy Spirit with Him and in Him. But after you are filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, He is on you too. Everyone say, With, With. In. In, On. I remember before I was born again in 1981, I came to Seattle and somebody told me, at that time we came for honeymoon, somebody told us about Jesus and the Bible. And it's interesting, I heard the voice, son, come back home. I did not understand at that time who was talking to me. I heard all the time, come back home, come back home. And when I went back to Bangkok, Thailand, I joined the Bible study group and got born again. Now I look back. The Holy Spirit was with me. He was talking to me. Son, come back home. I want you to be with me. And after I received Jesus Christ on that day in Bangkok, the Holy Spirit came in me. And when I drove my car out of that apartment in Bangkok, I felt, oh. Now, I know my Father. The Holy Spirit witnessed in my heart. You are the real child of God from today on. I feel that I come back home and know my Father. Then two years later, I went to a medical and nursing meeting in Pattaya, Thailand. And on that day, a Christian internist from England lay hand on me. The Holy Spirit came on me like a flood, like this. And I was speaking in tongues. I was in the Baptist church at that time. I was speaking in tongues, never been educated about the infilling of the Holy Spirit. On that day, the Holy Spirit came on me. And my life was turned around, began to preach the Word of God and pastoring God's people. We need to understand, He is with us. In us and on us. This is the truth. We all have different degrees and levels of awareness of His presence in our life. Jesus said, I am going to ask or to request the Father to give you the Holy Spirit. So we need to learn how to be aware or recognize Him. Amen. The disciple in that generation. Follow Jesus everywhere they heard him preached, taught the scripture, taught the Bible, they follow him, they saw him perform miracle, casting out demons, amazing anointing on the life of Jesus, and they say, "Wow, this is a life, this is wonderful. I walk with the master, I saw him perform miracle, answering all the questions, "Oh, so wonderful." To follow the master. And one day Jesus say, I'm going to go away. What the reaction they have. I'm leaving. I'm going away. All these disciples were full of sorrow. They were full of sorrow. I believe that Peter raised his hand. No! Jesus, you cannot go. You have to stay with us. Forever. Maybe another disciple say, I'm going to go with you. Wherever you go, I go. I will go with you everywhere. And then Jesus say, stop, stop, stop. Look at what he say. In John chapter 16, verses 5 to 6. But now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? They don't want him to go. That's why they never ask him, where are you going? But because I have said this thing to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. Everyone say, it is to my advantage that Jesus goes away. For if I do not go away, the helper, who is the helper? Will not come to you But if I depart, I will send him to you. Wow. Jesus said that it could be better that I went away. It's better that we have the Holy Spirit. Better than walking with Jesus 2,000 years ago. Why did he say that? Why did he say that it's better for us to have the Holy Spirit than walking with Jesus? The Lord Jesus, I'm going to send you another comforter. Another comforter. Jesus is the first comforter. Jesus was the first helper. The first helper and counselor. Another comforter is the Holy Spirit. The one of the same kind. In other words, you have the Spirit of the Lord inside you right now. The same Holy Spirit that Jesus had. The same Holy Spirit that the early church disciples have. Amen? The same Holy Spirit. The same comforter. And it's more profitable for us, more advantage to us that we have the Holy Spirit sent by the Father to be on the inside of us. We you say glory to God? Thank you for the Holy Spirit. The Greek word for the word comforter and helper is Paraclete. Or paracletos. It means a person who is called to come alongside with another person. In other words, the Holy Spirit is on your side and with you all the time, 24 7. While you're sleeping, He is there. While you're on the airplane, He is there. While you are teaching your student, He is there. While you are teaching your disciple, he is there with you. He is there all the time, 24-7. Jesus could not be with you all the time. Jesus was in the physical body. While he was speaking to Peter, you could not speak to him. While he was laying hand on the sick, you could not talk to him. But for the Holy Spirit, you can speak to him all the times, 24-7, anywhere Night and day, every place, He is there with you all the time. Let me read the last scripture and we'll continue tomorrow morning. I like Amplified Bible. The Amplified Bible says this way, in John chapter 16 verse 7, However, I am telling you nothing but the truth. When I say it is profitable, good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, and standby will not come to you into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. Amplify by Translate the word paraclete into many things to explain who the Holy Spirit is. We should not be sorrowful that Jesus is not on earth now. We should not be jealous of Peter and John and Matthew that they walk with Jesus every day. They could sit at the feet of Jesus, saw Jesus perform miracle. Some of you may have thought that, oh, I hope I can go back 2,000 years ago. To be with Jesus. I want to tell you right now, you are in a better place now than them. Because you can talk to the Spirit of Jesus all the time. And He is in you. He's not outside your body. When Jesus was with them, Jesus was outside with them, but not in them. Now the Spirit of the Lord is in you all the time. He is a comforter. As believers, we don't need to feel sad all the time. He is your comforter. He will comfort you when your dog dies. He will comfort you when your golden fish dies. He will comfort you when you see a big stack of bills, but you don't know where the money is going to come from to pay the bills. He will comfort you. He will comfort me when some members start to come against me and leave the church and say bye-bye to me after I took care of them for 20 years. They say, bye-bye, pastor. I go to serve other pastors. As a human, am I sad? Yes. I invest my life on somebody for 20-something years, and they walk away without caring. But only a few days later, I smile again because He comforts me, and He sent more people to help me. I lose one, I get five more. He is faithful. Amen? He always comforts us. He is a good God. He knows how to help us. He's a counselor. When we don't know what to do, who should you ask? Can we have human friend and counseling that give us some counsel? Yes, we can. Nothing wrong. We are thankful for the word of prophecy. We are thankful for the word of knowledge. The counsel and the advice of the spiritual leaders and people with experiences. It's so wonderful to have those people around us. But, listen to me carefully. The bottom line, when people tell you to do something, you need to check with the Holy Spirit. Even pastor loud. That's why sometimes I don't like to give counseling. Many times people come and ask me for counseling. I will answer. Could you please pray to the Lord? If the Lord doesn't give me answer, I will shut my mouth. You know why? Because I will give them my idea and they do it and they fail. Who's gonna get blame? Me. So I always say, Could you please ask the Holy Spirit? You have the Holy Spirit too. But if the Holy Spirit speaks to me at the time, I will speak from the Holy Spirit, but still you need to check with the Holy Spirit. Don't go by the words of a man. Amen. You need to always check with the Holy Spirit. I may say to you, oh, I think you have the gift of teaching. You still need to talk to the Holy Spirit, not me. Because I'm a human being, I can make mistakes in my words. Therefore, don't be led by any man. You should be led by the Spirit of God. It's okay to have a confirmation from your pastor, from the prophet, from the word of prophecy. From people around you to confirm what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. But again, don't be led by human advice and idea. Because human can make mistakes. Amen. So in this lesson, you're going to be trained to be more mature. To be led by the Spirit. Not be like a baby crying out to look for people to tell you what to do. You need to listen to the Holy Spirit all the time. The disciple could not talk to Jesus while he was sleeping, but we can talk to the Holy Spirit anytime. Amen? That's why it's better for us to have him all the time. Now, we need to learn how to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit. We learn how to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's the reason why I love revival meeting like this. Because in the revival meeting, when the Spirit of God shows up and touch you, many things happen. You are trained to receive. You are trained to recognize His presence. You are trained to listen to His voice while He's touching you on the floor or on the chair. He will speak to you. He minister to you. And you train your spirit to be sensitive to His voice, to His guidance. Therefore, I notice that members of revival churches are more sensitive to the Holy Spirit than the members of the church that kick the Holy Spirit out and never allow the Holy Spirit to minister and function in the church. I want you to grow up. The reason I lay hand is not that I want to show off that I can lay hand. No, I want you to grow up to be sensitive to the Spirit of the living God. To be led by the Spirit, learn how to yield, learn how to surrender to Him instead of fighting and quarreling with Him. Amen? So, tonight, when I lay hand on you, when I pray for you, you just yield, you just receive and say, Holy Spirit, come upon me, touch me, fill me. If He makes you cry, go ahead and cry. Don't resist, you just flow with Him. He make you laugh, go ahead and laugh. If he make you cough because demon come out of you, just go ahead and flow with him. Don't be a stubborn mule or horse. You need to be a rain-trained horse. Whatever he wants to do in your life, go for it. For me, I'm so sensitive. When I go to a revival meeting, when the preacher or the evangelist call me, I get up, I already do like this, from heaven. I just draw, I pull the spiritual straw out and draw. I got drunk by the time I stand up from the chair. They don't have to even lay hand on me because I'm so sensitive. I practiced it for 10 years, 17 years now. I can be sensitive to the Holy Spirit in the operating room. Can be sensitive to the Holy Spirit while I'm talking to my patients. When I talk to the nurse, what to do next? Every single minute, I listen to the Holy Spirit. So you need to be trained the same way. Draw the Holy Spirit. Yield to the Holy Spirit. Whatever He wants to do. Humble yourself and say, I don't know everything. Everyone say, I don't know everything. Say, I don't have all informations. I don't have all understandings. But the Spirit of God knows all things. About everything, fill me, Lord, show yourself to me. Increase my awareness and sensitivity to your spirit, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Are you ready? To be touched and filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord. Tonight, your heaven is still open. And you pour your Holy Spirit into this meeting. May the rivers of God flow out of their inner being. And flood them. And they will learn how to yield. And to walk with the Spirit of God, Father. Lord, we humble ourselves. We want to be spirit conscious, not to be man conscious, Lord. We want to be God conscious. We want to be so intimate with you, know you, and get in touch with you all the time, Father. We thank you, Father. Tonight, touch your people, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah.